As much of the world's focus remained firmly fixed on ending the coronavirus pandemic, another illness was quietly spreading in the background and has now emerged as a global health concern. A few months ago, monkeypox, an infectious viral disease, began cropping up in countries across Europe for the first time in years. The virus is spread from person to person through close, often skin-to-skin, -skin contact. Named after the animal it was first detected in, monkeypox can also be found in other wild animals, including a range of rodents and non-human primates, often found near tropical rainforests. It's a zoonotic infection, meaning it can be spread from animals to humans, and it was first identified in humans in the Democratic Republic of Congo in the 1970s. It is considered a less contagious relative to smallpox, which was declared eradicated worldwide in 1980 and causes less severe illness. Historically, monkeypox has been largely confined to West and Central Africa, but had occasional short-lived appearances elsewhere, such as in the US in 2003. Despite this, monkeypox was never really an international cause for concern. Until this year. This is Beyond the Headlines. I'm Juman Jarallah. And this week, we're delving into the global monkeypox outbreak and what this could mean for a world still tackling a pandemic. In May 2022, a small monkeypox outbreak was identified in the UK, beginning in an individual with travel links to Nigeria, where the disease is endemic. The following months saw more and more cases pop up, particularly in Europe and the Americas. In July, the World Health Organization declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern, the first since COVID-19. As of August 2022, there are more than 40,000 lab-confirmed cases in more than 90 countries and 12 deaths. Typically appearing as a rash across the face, palm, and other parts of the body, with an accompanying fever, a standard monkeypox infection can last between two to four weeks before a patient recovers completely. However, in some cases, particularly among people with a weakened immune system, the disease can prove fatal. WHO's assessment is that the risk of monkeypox is moderate globally and in all regions, except in the European region, where we assess the risk is high. There is also a clear risk of further international spread, although the risk of interference with international traffic remains low for the moment. So in short, we have an outbreak that has spread around the world rapidly through new modes of transmission about which we understand too little and which meets the criteria in the international health regulations. For all of these reasons, I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. That was Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, Director General of the World Health Organization, speaking during a media briefing on the global state of monkeypox on July 23, 2022. His briefing came as thousands of new cases were being reported around the world each day, with most occurring among men who have sex with men. Some monkeypox-related deaths have also been reported, predominantly among individuals with pre-existing conditions. Declaring monkeypox an international public health crisis was a significant step in global action against the disease. In the past, the World Health Organization has declared emergencies for public health crises such as the coronavirus pandemic, the 2014 West African Ebola outbreak, the Zika virus in Latin America in 2016, and the continuing effort to eradicate polio. Sounding the alarm on monkeypox aims to heighten the international response to the virus, opening up the prospect of more funding to fight the outbreak, 
and the wider rollout of vaccines. Ian Jones, professor of virology at the University of Reading in the UK, described the two significances to the announcement. First is there's a recognition that it's essentially a worldwide problem. In other words, it isn't just appearing in one or two countries. It appears to be widely distributed. And you will have noted, I think, the recent deaths were in um, Spain and in Brazil. So really quite well-separated countries. But the second more important significance is that by announcing this, the WHO can mobilize uh, resources, funds and individuals uh, to more actively participate in the attempt to close down the infection. I think it's worth uh, reiterating that it is only a relatively small number of people on a worldwide scale and only a particular community. So the general risk is very low. Nevertheless, by announcing a global emergency, WHO can double their efforts and, um, and try to close this outbreak down. A week after the announcement, Dr. Tedros gave further details about the nature of the virus and how it spreads, calling on nations to take action to prevent cases from rising. This is an outbreak that can be stopped if countries communities, and individuals inform themselves, take the risks seriously, and take the steps needed to stop transmission and protect vulnerable groups. The best way to do that is to reduce the risk of exposure. That means making safe choices for yourself and others. Although 98% of cases so far are among men who have sex with men, Anyone exposed can get monkeypox, which is why WHO recommends that countries take action to reduce the risk of transmission to other vulnerable groups, including children, pregnant women, and those who are immunosuppressed. Monkeypox can spread between people through close contact with someone who has the infection. This can include through hugging, kissing, and sexual contact, as well as exposure to contaminated surfaces, such as towels, bedsheets, or electronics. Someone who touches these items can become infected. According to the World Health Organization, it's also possible to become infected through fomite transmission, which would be breathing in skin flakes from things like clothing or sheets. A pregnant person can also spread the virus to their fetus. The World Health Organization are still learning about how long people with the virus are infectious for, but, at present, It is believed that people are infectious until all their lesions, caused by the rash, have healed. Symptoms of monkeypox typically begin to appear between 5 and 21 days after infection. According to the World Health Organization, the infection can be divided into two stages. First, the invasion period, which lasts up to five days and is characterized by fever, intense headache, muscle aches, back pain, low energy, and swollen lymph nodes. Within one to three days of the fever, a skin eruption can follow. The rash is typically more concentrated on the face, as well as on the hands and feet. It can spread to other parts of the body and last up to three weeks. Lesions begin flat, then fill with liquid before they crust over, dry up and fall off, with a fresh layer of skin forming underneath. In general, recovery takes about two to four weeks without the need to be admitted to hospital. Treatment for the virus includes pain medication for the fever, but monkeypox can be fatal in up to 6% of cases and is thought to be more severe in children or individuals with underlying immune deficiencies. Complications of monkeypox can include secondary infections, sepsis, and cornea infection leading to loss of vision. 
the extent to which asymptomatic infection may occur is not yet known. Professor Ian Jones described average symptoms for people who are generally in good health. Generally speaking, the symptoms will be a feeling of of mild disturbance, if you like. You wouldn't feel particularly ill. You would recognize you're not quite fully functional, fully right, but you wouldn't go to bed. You wouldn't feel the great sweats of an oncoming flu or something like that. And the infection normally is very limited to perhaps one or just a few marks around the site of where the virus has entered. But the issue is that in people who have underlying health conditions, and particularly those that have weakened immune systems, the virus can spread more generally. And you can, you will find on the internet, pictures of people covered in pockmarks from monkeypox infection. So uh, it can be very distressing and serious. Uh, It's just that in most cases for healthy individuals, it doesn't get to that level. Though serious reactions to monkeypox and even death are rare, they are possible. Since the outbreak in May 2022, Brazil became the first country outside the continent of Africa to report a monkeypox-related death. The Brazilian victim was a 41-year-old man who the country's health ministry said also suffered from lymphoma and had a weakened immune system. Shortly after Brazil's announcement, on July 30, 2022, Spain confirmed Europe's first known death from the disease, though authorities did not immediately release details about the victim. Spain would go on to announce a second monkeypox-related death. The World Health Organization's European office said it expected more monkeypox-related deaths to come, but stressed that severe complications were uncommon. A World Health Organization report from August 23, 2022, showed that 12 people have died of monkeypox so far, in countries including Cuba, Mexico, Brazil, Spain and India. How the virus was able to spread outside the African countries where the disease is endemic has been described by experts as down to chance. Paul Hunter, an infectious disease specialist and professor in medicine at the University of East Anglia in the UK, described how the disease was able to transfer from animals to humans to begin with, and then make its way across the world, touching on whether or not the virus has evolved since its initial detection. Up until very recently, the large majority of infections uh, were probably acquired directly from handling or butchering um, small, uh, small rodents. But uh, in the last few years in Africa, we've seen some outbreaks of person-to-person transmission. And of course, we've got a big um, outbreak uh, pandemic at the moment. We have had infections spreading out from Africa in the past, primarily in travellers. We've seen the cases that we've seen before in the UK have almost always been in travellers. There were a couple of significant exceptions to that. We've not really seen anything like the current pandemic before. And I think probably it's just chance. And the chance was that it just so happened that the person who got infected or people who got infected in Africa came back and were part of these um, sexual networks of men who have sex with men. And probably, and, and I think the thing that has driven and is continuing to drive this is um, close and intimate contact between people within these sexual networks and the frequency and of different partners and, and contacts is probably what has driven this, uh, this outbreak at the moment. I say probably, I mean, that we're pretty confident that that's what's driving the current uh, epidemic. It's a behavioral thing rather than the nature of the virus. 
There is evidence that the virus has evolved since the original West African virus, since the ancestral West African virus. But at the moment, um, I don't think we know whether that evolution has actually, how, if at all, it's benefited the virus and made it more transmissible. And um, uh, if it indeed has done that. So at the moment, yes, it is evolving, but nobody, as far as I'm aware, knows what the implications are of that in terms of the spread of the virus. Vaccinations that are effective against monkeypox do exist. However, they were initially developed to protect against smallpox. While vaccination against smallpox offered protection in the past, today, people younger than 40 to 50 years old could be more susceptible to monkeypox due to smallpox vaccination campaigns ending following the eradication of the disease. Prior vaccination against smallpox has been found to be about 85% effective in preventing monkeypox. There are currently two vaccines available that are effective against monkeypox. One is an updated version of an old smallpox vaccine containing a virus that, although weakened, can sometimes cause disease in people with a compromised immune system. A newer vaccine, called MVA, but also known by various brand names, was similarly originally developed against smallpox. It is now being used by some countries, such as the UK, and is considered safer because the virus it contains has been more heavily weakened, and so is unlikely to cause illness, although there are reported supply constraints. Vaccination campaigns are currently underway in the UK, EU, and US, which currently has the largest outbreak in the world. Antiviral drugs are also being developed, though as it stands, the World Health Organization does not recommend mass vaccination against the virus. Instead, groups that are most susceptible to contracting the virus have been advised to get vaccinated. According to Dr. Tedros, WHO recommends target vaccination for those exposed to someone with monkeypox and for those at high risk of exposure, including health workers, some lab workers, and those with multiple sexual partners. At this time, we don't recommend mass vaccination against monkeypox. The focus for all countries must be engaging and empowering communities to reduce the risk of infection and onward transmission, to provide care for those infected, and to safeguard human rights and dignity. The stigma and discrimination can be as dangerous as any virus and can fuel the outbreak. Professor Paul Hunter said he was optimistic the world could get on top of the outbreak. A reason for this, he said, is that the disease is not that infectious. The basic reproduction number, known as the R number, is less than 1.0 among the general population. This means that one infected person, on average, passes the infection on to fewer than one other person. However, among men who have sex with men, the R-rate is between 1.4 and 1.8, so many recent cases have been among this group. All the evidence is that the R-value outside of these groups is substantially less than 1. And so I don't think we believe that there is. it's likely that we will see sustained spread outside of these, um, these networks, but we are seeing some spread predominantly as far as i can tell to other close family members people who live together even though they're not in any um intimate relationship and i think we are seeing some of that but at the moment 97% of the cases that we know about are in members of these sexual networks and so there has been very little onward spread into the wider community and as far as i'm aware at the moment no subsequent spread from those. 
To reduce the spread of monkeypox, Professor Hunter said some lifestyle changes will have to be made by the most affected groups, at least only if temporarily, and that stigma against those communities would likely hinder the efforts to successfully vaccinate people most at risk. Essentially, it's going to be an issue of behavioral change and vaccination. And hopefully, you know, if people are more careful about the the partners that they have intimate contacts with, that will go a long way to reducing spread. And when we start vaccinating widely, I mean, at the moment, until recently, I think the intention in the UK was to do something called ring vaccination, where you find a case, you work out who their contacts are, and then you vaccinate all those contacts. And that really was never going to be well, it became very obvious fairly quickly that that wasn't going to happen because that wasn't going to work. And because of the problems identifying who those contacts were. And a number of countries that I've heard of are struggling to get people to say who they've had intimate contact with, sometimes because they don't know, but sometimes I think as well because they don't want to embarrass their contacts because if their contact is, say, you know, in another relationship, then the fact if you have to then go into isolation for 21 days is pretty obvious why. Despite there being both social and medical ways to control the outbreak, Professor Jones said he was not too optimistic that the world would get a grip on monkeypox sooner rather than later. He said that this was likely due to the fact that death rates were low and would therefore lead to complacency among the general public already reeling from COVID-19. The disappointing aspect is that this is entirely preventable, um, but the, uh, the, the the issue is that the community involved may not be too bothered in some cases about it. After all, the, the death rate is very low and um, the, um, the infection normally clears itself without any complications. Uh, so it may be the case that there just isn't the urgency in the population concerned to, to actually address this risk, even though um, it is low, it is still there. And um, as I've just mentioned, there have been a couple of deaths. I think in those cases, the individuals had compromised immune systems. But nevertheless, it does signify that if there is enough infection, then there will be, there will be unfortunate outcomes to those infections. So I think it is entirely preventable, but I'm only 50-50 uh, in terms of how easy it will be uh, to get to the at-risk individuals and to persuade them that, for a while at least, practices need to be changed. On August 4th, 2022, the U.S. declared monkeypox a national public health emergency. It followed individual states including California, San Francisco, Illinois, and New York, each declaring a state of emergency. The White House also announced the formation of a federal monkeypox response team to tackle the growing health concern. Much like the World Health Organization's announcement, the United States' national declaration will allow for greater funding to support public education on prevention, more accessible testing or treatment, and quicker deployment of vaccines. High demand for vaccines has forced local health departments to prioritize first doses for one of the vaccine's two-dose regimens, as health officials have said it's possible to delay the second dose. As is the case in other countries, the U.S. currently calls for a 21-day isolation period for anyone infected to prevent spread. The same week the U.S. made its declaration, India's health ministry released guidelines on how to avoid contracting monkeypox. It followed the country's first recorded death from the virus. The ministry also set up a task force to monitor cases, 
assist in the expansion of diagnostic centers, and explore the possibility of vaccine development or sourcing. Though some deaths have been recorded around the world, Professor Hunter said the rates were significantly lower than what had previously been seen. We're not seeing anywhere near the same mortality rate as we used to see in Africa. And it's actually a little bit less there. Even in Africa, it's not as fatal as it was even a few years ago. And I think there are a number of reasons for this. But I think one of the big reasons is that actually in the West, we have easy and ready access to healthcare. And I think one of the reasons why the death rate in the past was so high in Africa was because many people, many of these infections were occurring in fairly remote rural areas with not very good access to healthcare. So I think that's one of the reasons. And I think also one of the explanations as well is that probably estimates vary, but between about 20 and 40% of the cases of uh, monkeypox in the West also have an HIV infection. Now, most of those people in the West, the vast majority of them will have access to high quality healthcare and antiretroviral therapy so that they will still be HIV positive, but they won't getting AIDS with all that means about their immune compromised. Whereas in Africa, probably even getting on for half of the people who are HIV positive in, in many areas, particularly you know in places like the Congo, where there's a lot of civil unrest and armed conflict going on, they don't get the proportion of people in Africa going on to develop AIDS will be much higher and therefore so much more at risk of, of dying. So Yes, we will see some more deaths. Countries are making an effort to tackle rising cases of monkeypox, and access to medical care has generally improved. But experts, including Professor Hunter, remain certain that the virus will never be completely eradicated, merely controlled at a level that is no longer a concern for the wider public. Professor Hunter said it was also impossible to estimate when monkeypox would no longer be a public health emergency of international concern. I'm glad you didn't ask me when when we will come to the end of this, because I don't know. <laughs> and even when we do, the risk, the monkeypox will never be eradicated from the earth and there will continue to be people getting infected by monkeypox in Africa, in the areas where the uh, the mammal populations are the host species. And hopefully we will get on top of this fairly sometime in the coming months, sooner hopefully rather than later, but that depends on access to vaccine. But Ultimately, this will remain a risk of being reintroduced in the future, sadly. And there's nothing we can do to reduce that. One of the issues, and what some people have been talking about, is vaccinating large populations in Africa against the virus. But I think vaccinating African populations to protect us in the West is not ethical. And if African public health authorities need to decide to vaccinate their populations to protect them from monkeypox, then that's their decision. But it's not. It shouldn't be those of us in the West making that decision for the Africans. That has to be their choice. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Headlines. I've been your host, Juman Jarallah. A special thank you to all our guests. This episode was produced by me, Juman Jarallah, Arthur Edison, Daniel Bardsley and Gully Burrows. Follow The National's latest coverage on monkeypox at thenationalnews.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Beyond the Headlines to hear all the latest episodes.